Some of us feel like God has forgotten us. We've called, we've called, and everything's the same. I want to tell you something. God is always at work behind the scenes. You may not see it, but He's there. You may not see His hand, but He's orchestrating and moving things behind the scenes because God has not forgotten the dream He deposited in your heart. God has not forgotten you. You know, we can all relate to the feeling of being forgotten, right? (laughs) The Old Testament character Joseph sure did. So how did he walk with God through those painful seasons? Welcome to Moody Presents with Dr. Mark Job, who is president of Chicago's Moody Bible Institute and the founding pastor of New Life Community Church. If we've never met, I'm John Geiger. As we continue our message, Dreaming Through Disappointment, Pastor Mark opens with a story that can only be described as eyebrow-raising. Here's Pastor Mark with Moody Presents. You see, I believe that sometimes we feel like Ming Kung Chen. In the paper, there was a story about a guy. He's a Chinese uh, fast food delivery guy that got stuck in an elevator. Ming Kung was his name. Now, he didn't speak very, very good English, And he was in the Bronx, he got in an elevator, he delivered his food, got in the elevator to go down, and the elevator got stuck. So, he did what every good, solid, common sense, rational person would do. He yelled and screamed and banged on the doors. And he banged and he banged and he banged 80 hours, three days he was in the elevator. I want to say, hey, where's the elevator guy in all this? You know, the service. So three days. Now, the bad part about it is this. He delivered the food already. I mean, he could have got stuck with the food on the elevator going up, but he'd already delivered it, so he had no food. Stuck in the elevator for three days, yelling and screaming, no water, no food, screaming and yelling to be let go, and no one in this entire building seemed to hear him. Now, do you feel like that sometimes? I run into people sometimes, they they feel like this fella, you're banging on the elevator door, you're screaming out, you're saying, God, get me out of here, and no one, not God, not the neighbors, not the family, not anybody, seems to hear your plea to get out of the waiting room. It seems like the world goes on and you're stuck. Well, Joseph was in prison two years went by and it seemed like the world went on and no one remembered him but I love this part listen to what it says verse 1 two full years passed and then Pharaoh had a dream you see For Joseph, it was a day like every other day. He got up, saw the mouse, saw the bars, ate the slop. He didn't know that in the middle of the night, God was working by giving someone else a dream. To him, it was a day like every other day. But God was working behind the scenes. God gave a dream to Pharaoh that perturbed him, that disturbed him, that made him anxious, that, that, that didn't allow him to sleep. And he called all the, all the magicians in all of Egypt and the wise men. He said, tell me my dream. For Joseph, 
It was just another day in prison. And finally, the cupbearer heard about it, and he said, Hey, I don't want to remind you of bad, worse days, but when I was in prison, I had a dream, and there was a Jewish slave in there that interpreted my dream for me. I think maybe he could interpret your dream. While this conversation was going, Joseph knew nothing about it. To Joseph, it was just one more monotonous day in prison. But God was at work behind the scenes. Joseph didn't know it, but God was at work. You see, sometimes when you pray that prayer again, God, here I am again praying this prayer like I've done hundreds of times before. Oh God, you know my teenage son that's in so much trouble. Please, God, work in his life. You see no change. You see no difference in his attitude. But little do you know that God is placing a Christian young man with the fire of God and the skill of God, transferring him from one school to your son's school, orchestrating the academics so that he'll be in the same math class, putting them seated together. You see, God is working behind the scenes. And little do you know that that man is being transferred and that suddenly their schedules connect and that they're sitting next to each other and strike up a conversation. You see, to you it's just another day, but God is working behind the scenes. And this guy is talking to him and they have a lot in common. And now he's talking to him about his faith and now he's inviting him to youth group. And you know what? You don't even know this is happening, but God is at work behind the scenes. To you it's just another day, but to God he is. Is at work. You see, God always works behind the scenes, even when you don't see it. I love what it says. He explains the dream. And the chief cupbearer tells him all about this. And then he says, Verse 12, now a young Hebrew was there, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams. He interpreted it for us, giving each man the interpretation of the dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted for us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph. The life of Joseph was about to turn around. And he was quick, quickly brought from the dungeon where he had shaved and changed his clothes and he came before Pharaoh. Do you know that God can change your circumstances in a flash? Here he is. By the way, now he's 29 years old. Actually 30. One more day, unshaven, stinking in the dungeon. And God says, I've been setting this up for a while behind the scenes. And today, boom, it's going to change. So the old familiar clinking of the keys. Now he's not even looking. The door opens. What do you want now? I got to do the bathrooms again. Pharaoh wants to see you. Do you know that God can change life around like this, like this, like this, like this, like this? The same way God can turn it down, he can turn it up. The same way he can put you in prison, he can take you out and elevate you to the highest positions. 
You see, God can turn things around like this, like this, like this, very quickly. And suddenly he went from being in the middle of the prison to standing before the Pharaoh, having the opportunity of his lifetime. And I want to say this to you, that I believe that the reason Joseph could stand before the Pharaoh is that Joseph did not lose his dream, did not lose his hope, and Joseph knew that God was still there. Have you ever played the game Marco Polo in the water? Or someone puts a blindfold around and they call out, Marco! And what do the other people respond? Polo. Marco! You got it. Hey, you got it. You know, sometimes life is that way. Sometimes you feel like you're like with blindfolds. You don't know where God is. You don't know where your dream is. You don't know what's happening in the future. And so you call Marco, and God responds, Polo. And then you say, I know, it's, it's over there. It's, I, but God, I can't see. Marco, and God says, Polo. And he gives you reminders that that dream is still there, that he still has a plan, that he still has a destiny, that he hasn't forgotten, that the voice from the future is coming to you. He reminds you through a conversation, through the radio, through a song that you heard, through your conscience, through a dream, through the word of God. It's God's way of saying, Polo, 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 I'm still here. I haven't forgotten you. He speaks to us. And reminds us that he's there. And some of you need to be saying more often, God, God. And he responds, I'm here, I'm here. But you say, I can't see you. But you can hear the voice of God. And you know it's in that direction. But you say, what if I trip? Oh, you may trip. But God is there. He's there. He's calling out. He's reminding you that he is still there. And because he is there, it means our waiting room really is God's workshop. Dreaming through disappointment. That's today's message here on Moody Presents with Dr. Mark Job. A quick heads up that at the close of today's program, I'll let you know how you can become a Moody Presents partner and enjoy a great perk from Moody Publishers. But now, some more encouragement from Pastor Mark that you and I need to look for reminders that God is still there and God is at work. The Bible says that Joseph appeared before Pharaoh. And the thing about this is, it's a different Joseph. You see, when he was 17, he had the coat of many colors, and he was flashy and cocky, brash, conceited, telling people his dreams and what was going to happen, and oh, he was all of it. But it had been 13 years now. You see, that's when he was 17. Now he was 30 years old. He's a different Joseph. Now when he comes before Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, can you interpret my dreams? And he doesn't say, sure I can, man. I'm the man. You know what he says? No. But God can. 
He's a different Joseph. There's an edge off his cockiness. There's a humility to his attitude. There's a depth to him because he's been through some pain now. He's learned what it is in the middle of the dungeon to believe God when no one was there to encourage him. He's suffered now. His faith has been tested now. He's different. A good different. When he stands before Pharaoh, he tells Pharaoh the interpretation of his dream. And Pharaoh says, hey, you know, I had this dream. I had some seven cows. I mean, these were slick cows. I mean, I don't know what a slick cow looks like. I had this dream. There were seven slick cows. I mean, they were nice and plump and slick and good looking. And these nasty seven other cows show up. I mean, they're gaunt and ugly and they come up out of the Nile and they eat the cows. I don't even want to go there. Cows eating cows. And the ugly cows don't get fat. They don't gain. And I had the same sort of dream with wheat. You know, this nice, healthy heads of wheat and the ugly, dried up wheat comes and eats them up. And seven of them, I I don't understand what it means. And Joseph says to him, well, I understand what it means. Let me tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to have seven years of plenty. I mean, it's going to be like the 80s boom, and there's going to be an economic success. Everything you do is going to prosper. And then after seven years, there's going to be seven years of severe, dark famine. And then Joseph says to him, and this is what you should do. Think about it. He went from prison. Now he's standing before the king and he's giving the king a 14-year economic plan of growth and development for the country. Now, wow, that's a change. Which leads me to my third point. My third point is this. I want you to hear me well. Don't miss this. Remember that our waiting room is God's workshop to forge our character and prepare us for our destiny. You see, some of us don't understand that not only can God turn things around, but do you understand that God is actually working in you? He's changing you. You see, you say, no, it's just a waste of time. The door's closed. I'm waiting. And it's wasting my time. And God says, no, I am forging your character. You see, Joseph gets up and he starts talking. He talks different now. In verse 8 of chapter 40, he says, interpretations belong to God. In verse 16 of chapter 41, he doesn't take any credit. He says, it's all God. Verse 25 and verse 28 He says, God has shown this to Pharaoh. It's God, 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 not Joseph, Joseph, Joseph. It's about God and trusting God. And he's self-effacing now. And then he gets up and he gives Pharaoh this economic plan for the next 14 years. And Pharaoh says, who is this guy? How come he has so much wisdom and knowledge? You know why? Because Joseph has been 
through 13 years of school. You know what his courses were called? Slavery 101. And then prison 201. As a slave, he learned how to work hard. He learned humility. He learned how to manage the household. As in prison, he learned about leadership. He learned about injustice. He learned about managing a prison. He learned about working with men that were troubled past. And now 13 years later, he's a different Joseph. Let me tell you something. Some of you want to change, but you don't want schooling. You want to grow, but you don't want the fire. I heard that a fellow came in, a father, a businessman, this is a true story. He came into a college president and he said to the college president, hey, is there any way I can get my son to do four years of college in three because he's got to get out to the marketplace. He's got to get out to the real world, to the business world. Can we narrow this down to three years? The president looked at him and said, well, it depends what you want to end up with. He says, what do you mean? He says, well, an oak tree, it takes seven years to grow an oak tree. Squash, three months. You want an oak tree, you want squash. You see, here's what I want you to understand. That when the iron worker is developing a sword or bending hard metal, he can't do it at room temperature. It's got to be bent in the heat of high fire and temperature, that's when hard metal bends. Only when it's subjected to extreme high temperatures does it get moldable and soft. I'm going to tell you something. God is trying to mold some of you. And God is trying to form some of your character. And you say, well, I want to change easy. And God says, no, it's through the fire. The temperature's going up. The temperature's going up and you say it's getting hard in here. It's getting difficult. Things aren't turning out my way. I'm being disappointed. I'm having problems. And God says the temperature's going up. It's going up. It's going up. And you say, I can't stand the heat. I'm getting hot in here. I'm getting frustrated. God, let me out. Let me out. Let me out. And God says, turn up the heat a little bit more. It's not quite yet. And you're saying, I'm suffocating. God, what are you doing? God says, turn it up another notch. Another notch. And just about the time you're about to give up on everything because you just can't understand why it's going bad here and going bad there and you're frustrated, suddenly you find something changing inside of you. You see that stubborn heart is starting to bow. That little faith is starting to grow. That trust is starting. That egotism is starting to be burned away. Because God is forging your character. You know why? He's preparing you for your destiny. He's getting ready for your future. He's changing you for your calling, for your gifting, 
for the dream that he put inside of you. He's got a plan. He's got a dream. He's got a purpose. He's got a destiny for your life. And he's getting you ready. He's preparing you. You see, some of us give up when it's hot. I believe anybody that's ever made a difference has gone through the hard, difficult, hot times. There's a couple little books I love to read to my children when they were small. I still read them to my six-year-old. The author's name was Theodore Geisel. He started with the dream. His dream was to write children's books. He went to 21 publishers that rejected his children's book. That's not good. Get that junk away from us. That'll never sell. Sorry. 21. No one wanted to take someone like him. No one wanted his books. They seemed wacky, out of place for kids. Finally, a friend conceded to give Geisel a try. He published his name under assumed name, Dr. Seuss. Today, they're classics. 21 times rejected. No. No. Wait. Wait. No good. Garbage. This won't sell. See, how many times have you heard it? Wait. The Bible tells us that Joseph, when he finally talked to Pharaoh, explained the dream to Pharaoh. Verse 37, it says, The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked him, Can we find anyone like this man? No one in whom the Spirit of God is? Or the divine Spirit? Pharaoh saw that this guy had the divine Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. Why? Because he had been through school. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. The dream. Suddenly, people are bowing to him. The dream. The dream. You know what it tells us in James? James says this, Count it all, join my brethren when you face trial of various kinds, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And perseverance must run its course or do its work so that you may be perfect and complete, not lacking anything. That's character. That's testing. Now I want to close with this. Can I ask you a question? What course are you in right now? Is it called Long Engagement 101?
Is it called Nasty Job? Unfair Boss 201? Hey, is it called Overwhelmed Mother with Three Whiny Kids 301? Is it called Tough Marriage? Nothing Changes? Hard to Endure? I don't know what course you're in, but I do know something. Don't fail. Don't bail out. God has a purpose. He's got a plan. And when the right time comes, when you have gone content in God and said you are in control, when your faith has been homed and when you least expect it, suddenly, boom, the door opens. A great way to wrap up today's message here on Moody Presents. If you found yourself connecting with Pastor Mark Job's teaching in a special way, well, we're looking for some special partners. Yeah, we call them Moody Presents Partners, people like you who agree to support us on a monthly basis. And if you decide to become a Moody Presents Partner at $30 a month or more, well, you'll enjoy a 50% discount off the entire line of quality books and DVDs from Moody Publishers. Why not click the link online at moodypresents.org? You can't miss that big green rectangle that says Donate Now for this bold offer at moodypresents.org. Next week on the broadcast, how to squeeze some good out of a life that's gone bad. It's a great reminder that God has a plan and He's still in control. I'm John Geiger. See you next time on Moody Presents, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.